About eight months ago, I was sitting in my room doing some computer work, hanging out, just being pretty mellow. And then all of a sudden, I heard my mother screaming. Oh, and she was screaming very loudly at the top of her lungs in absolute excitement. She's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't believe it, I can't believe it. We have to go to Meridian right now. We have to go to Meridian right now. She was screaming at me. And I came out there, I'm like, what's going on? What's wrong, what's wrong? She's like, Chapolines, Chapolines. I was like, what? And she said, yeah, the Mexican grasshoppers, they're for sale right now out of some woman's garage in Meridian. So within a minute and a half, we were in the car driving out to Meridian, some unknown place. She had the address. We start driving out there and, uh, gosh, my mom looked like a little girl. She was so excited. She's like, oh, I was on Facebook and I saw something about Chapolines and then I found out that they were selling them right now over in uh, some out of some woman's garage in Meridian, Idaho. So what do you what do you know? What are you sure? Whatever. Let's go. You know, I grabbed a bunch of cash and we went out and uh, drove out to this address. And, you know, we pulled up and there was like 12 people in line. Lo and behold, 12 basically Mexicans in line. And uh, the garage door was open up and they just had a bunch of coolers in there and they were selling Mexican goods from Oaxaca, from southern Mexico, where my mother was born and raised. And uh, yeah, we got up there and they're like, oh yeah, Chapolines, we got the regular kind, we got the hot kind, they had chorizo, they had Mexican cheese. Uh, and it's not Mexican chocolate, but it's Mexican cocoa. cocoa. So you use it as like a ingredient. And uh, we ended up dropping a couple hundred bucks. We were going to buy five bags of grasshoppers, chapolines. And the guy leaned over to me. He's like, hey, man, if you, uh, he's like, if you buy a kilo, it's going to cost less and you get six bags. So you pay less and get six, get a sixth bag free. So how can you go wrong? Yeah, we bought a kilo, 2.2 pounds of grasshoppers, like a bunch of chorizo, some Mexican coca. We bought uh the mexican cheese oh yeah and then flyudas which are like you know pizza size thick tacos that you make this meal on basically oh my mom was so excited i gotta tell you i grew up listening to her tell stories of eating uh, uh grasshopper tacos in oaxaca when she was a child. Yeah. They like, you know, like they have food trucks real big now. They, they, you know, their stands, a guy just wheel them out there. Right. And then pop down at a festival serving grasshopper tacos for, for ever since I grew up, she would always talk about them. And uh, we never had the opportunity to acquire them because, well, one, they're hard to get. And two, insects are not high on the plate in America. So I don't even know if you can serve it in every state. Uh, I got a video here. There's a restaurant in New York City, authentic Mexican restaurant serves Chapoline tacos, or grasshopper tacos, a sweet little video. I got three videos in the resources. You can check them out. They're all very short, one to one to, you know, under three minutes. And uh, what, what am I trying to say? Yeah, you know, I grew up eating some pretty funky food. Uh, being that my father was Italian and my mother was Mexican, it wasn't just, you know, basically burritos and, and uh, meat, uh, spaghetti and meatballs. But we ate a lot of tongue, a lot of lingua. 
and uh, a lot of calamari, which is not that big of a deal unless you grow up in Indiana. I remember once one of my friends came by, uh, John Klimak, came by when we were eating dinner, and there was a giant, a giant cow tongue on the table. It just looked like a tongue, basically laid out on the table, right? And then calamari salad with tentacles sticking out. Yeah, John left, and then later he's like, yeah, I'm never eating at your place again. <laughs> yeah, my mom thought that was so funny. We had some pretty ethnic food. And, uh, you know, we eat a lot of menudo, so that's intestine. And uh, basically, I'll eat anything when I'm traveling. Yeah, I've been to Indonesia, ate crazy stuff, China, crazy stuff, Tibet, crazy stuff. And then even in Estonia, I ate some, it's known as rotten fish. And it was just, you know, it was pretty funky. It was pretty funky. But I will basically engage in any cuisine. And especially when I'm traveling, because that's one of the joys for me of traveling. Uh, But it certainly is not for everyone. And um, what is that real stinky food in Malaysia? Yeah, it's just people just find it totally, the smell is like repulsive and disgusting, but it's really sweet and that kind of, oh, durian. (laughs) I ate a lot of durian there. Yeah, in Malaysia, durian, you, you can't take that on the bus. It's not allowed in uh, like public transportation. It stinks that bad. And they have little, little durian markets where you can just go and do all things durian. Um, I think I even brought some coffee back from, from Malaysia. But, uh, yeah, you know, my mom made a pretty nice connection with this woman. We actually got her number. And uh, she lives out in Twin Falls, Idaho, and she said she just deals a lot. She does a lot of festivals. She cooks a lot of Mexican food, and and not that she serves a lot of chapulines, but she offers it because for the select few Mexicans that are into it, and even some Americans, it's, you know, it's basically a delicacy. And uh, it's just really, they're, they're, they're dried and deep fried, fried, baked. Uh, with some lemon and chili, and they're just, they, they're really, they got in, just oh, incredible flavor and really hot and crunchy, too. You know, people people have them on their, their table, eat them like nuts, that kind of thing. And, yeah, people here in the United States are not ready for that kind of stuff, even though bugs are becoming a little more popular. I don't think it's really what most people would expect, but they are... They are tasty. They are tasty. And uh, just see what day is today. Today's Tuesday on Sunday. We drove out to Twin Falls. So, yeah, we okay. We connected with this woman. And then, you know, that was like about a year ago. And then late, late summer, early fall, we drove out to Twin Falls to get like a traditional flyuda, flyuda, which is like it looks like a pizza. It's basically looking like a Mexican pizza on a thick taco shell. And it's laid down with some lard and some black beans and then cabbage and mozzarella and avocado and three kinds of meat, chorizo and two steaks and uh, some hot sauce and and chapolinis. My mom was in love. You know, we rolled up to this woman's house and she opened up the garage. She had a table out there, popped open the grill. You know, the guy took us in back. We were pulling vegetables out of his garden for the ingredients, chopping them up. 
And it was great because the woman would hit this window in her garage and the the window would open up and her 12-year-old boy would stick his head out and say something in Spanish. And then he'd come back with two drinks or, you know, napkins or just, you know, they had a little thing going on. It's kind of amazing. My mom was like, oh, this is straight out of Oaxaca, serving food and selling stuff right out of your garage. And then, you know, the whole time we were there, people were showing up buying stuff and eating food and this kind of thing. She had a little thing going on. Yeah, what did we do? We bought another, <laughs> we bought more chorizo and a kilo of <laughs> uh, grasshoppers, right? So, uh, yeah, we just recently drove out. We recently just drove out there again last Sunday, two days ago. I uh, I think about eight, no, 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 maybe about four months ago, five months ago, I bought a very vintage slash antique Christian a Catholic prayer kneeler, right? And it's pretty big, heavy, 75 pounds stout. I thought I could use it for Buddhist practice and it almost worked. It almost worked, but it just, you know, Buddhists, we don't kneel the same way as Catholics do. And it just, the setup, it was close, but ah, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I would love to do it. Tried it with my computer and yeah, just it was too much. It had too big of a footprint. Now, honestly, I thought I could probably sell it for a lot more than what I paid for it. I dropped two seventy five on it, and uh, it just wouldn't sell. I, I got some interest from the East Coast. There were two people on the East Coast and one from the Midwest that really wanted it. But right now, shipping cost, packaging, to palletize that, and pa you package it, basically palletize it, is about three hundred bucks, and shipping is. 550 600 it's like 900 bucks to ship that thing so unless you're coming to boise to pick it up probably not going to get rid of it i had it on facebook i had it on craigslist yeah it just wasn't selling but i did get some interest from a woman in salt lake city uh and she like i brought it down to 350 i tried to get 375 i did 350 She's like, yeah, it's just too much. I was like, well, how about 275? And she's like, well, she offered 275, which is what I paid for. But at this point, I, I'd lose money just to get rid of it in all due fairness. Not that I want to, but if I don't sell it, it's going to be if I don't sell it right away, it's going to be hard to get rid of. And then I was kind of working with her, you know, and she she's got a daughter in Boise. She couldn't come out. Her daughter didn't have any space to hold it. She could never get out to Boise because it's a long drive, you know, well, you know, about six hours. And then she'd have to spend the night and drive back, get a hotel, blah, 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 all this stuff. And so I was just thinking, I was like, man, I don't really want to drive to Salt Lake. I, I mean, because I, I got to pay a shipping charge unless I'm going out there anyway and not much was going on. And then I thought, oh, well, maybe we can go out to Twin Falls, which is almost halfway. Not quite, but Burley, Idaho is basically halfway. So I was like, hey, mama. This woman, I asked this woman if she'd meet me in Burley. Would she buy it if she met me in Burley? And she's like, yeah, when do you want to do it? And I threw out some dates and she couldn't she couldn't do it. But then I was like, well, maybe we can do it this Sunday, but I don't want to just drive for that. So I was like, hey, mama, let's get a hold of the grasshopper lady and uh, see if she's pitching, selling some grasshoppers. And lo and behold, she's at this swap meet in Jerome, Idaho, this like antique swap meet. I wish we would have got there earlier and really enjoyed the swap meet. But yeah, she said, I'm, I'm available on Sunday. If you want to come meet me, I got everything you need and let's do it. So I asked the woman if she could meet me on Sunday the 13th. And she said, yeah. I said, well, let's meet at four o'clock at the Walmart in, in Burley, Idaho. And we drove all the way out there. I dropped it off. I got paid. 
I got paid, which is great because we bought another, we dropped another 250 bucks on, well, we ate two giant flyudas, you know, and right there is almost 40 bucks. And then we spent 210 on uh, a kilo of grasshoppers, a chunk of chorizo, huge amount of flyudas, the big taco things we serve it on and some of the paste. So yeah, my mom is so excited. And then my brother Carlo drove in from Indiana to Boise. He's only here for a couple days. His wife is from Boise. Her mother's not doing well. They wanted to bring the granddaughter to meet her and, you know, just maybe say their last goodbyes. It's hard to say. But so my brother's in town. The timing was perfect. We had a big grasshopper dinner yesterday. And uh, yeah, we're just enjoying them. It's really nice. And I, I got to tell you, you know, we drove out there. And uh, the woman's from Oaxaca. The father's Mexican. They don't really speak a lot of English, but their 12-year-old boy speaks. was born here in America, speaks great English, also fluent in Spanish, of course, you know. And uh, they expressed how just absolutely grateful they were that we drove all the way out from Boise and spent so much money. And the guy was great because this is through translation. He's like, oh, I didn't know you guys followed us like that. Like I said, oh, yeah, we're fans. We're fans. We'll definitely be back as soon as we run out, which is probably won't going to is not going to take long. But yeah, the grasshoppers, it seemed like they last a long time, but we eat a lot of them. So, yeah, we'll we'll go get another kilo before. Uh, before winter comes around, my friends. And if you ever have the opportunity, give it a try. I almost ate tarantula and giant centipede in China. But my Chinese friends, when I was walking around with them, they're like, nah, 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 nah. I wouldn't eat that. Like, you eat a lot, but don't try that. Um, so there it is, my friends. You know, get up, man. Try some new things. Just whatever that might be. A new location. Try some traveling. Eat crazy food. Basically, just live life, my friends. And uh, and that's that's the podcast for this week. Just trying something different. Going to share that little story with you all. And, and there you go. So be cool. Stay safe. And uh, mask up. Get vaccinated, my friends. Bye now. See, I told you. He's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.